0: This episode is brought to you by, um, 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 our motherfucking selves because we ain't got no sponsors. Fact. So we brought this shit to you from us. Holla. Hold up, wait a minute. Take a load off. How you feeling? If you're looking for a place to work through it, where well, you found it, No Days
1: Off. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're back season two. We're
0: on. Hey,
1: hey. This is really exciting. It is the first episode of season two of No Days Off. off. This is really, really cool. Um, yeah. It's like post summer. It is September. Ugh it is already getting crisp outside
0: just a little bit we still hanging on a little bit to some of that good old warmth
1: yeah just a little bit it was
0: like almost 90 yesterday so i
1: yeah. know we deserved it but you know what happens is that during this time of the year it gets colder at nighttime or like yes. colder in the evening when the sun goes down so like people are getting sick people when are coughing, and goes and hawking all over the place so that's like the only thing. Yeah, you can only feel it,
0: <laughs>
1: But this is exciting. It's literally a new season, but in many ways.
0: Oh my gosh. So we've been do- it was we've been doing this for just over a year. Mm-hmm. Um and we're back with season two. That's kind of crazy.
1: I know. I was on LinkedIn. This past LinkedIn, I know I was on LinkedIn because I'm stalking everybody, trying to make our lives amazing. Even, maybe brother. I'm
0: not in that circle, but I'm like, who uses LinkedIn? You
1: know, I use it because that's where you can find out where everybody is. Like, where's oh. everybody? Where are they working? So you can reach out to people and tell them about what you have going on and cooking, and find out what's going on and try to network, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I was on working. <laughs> I was working on hey, LinkedIn, y'all. You better work. But but I have no days off on my LinkedIn. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and I do. I do, and it said one year and like two months yeah so
0: yes yeah
1: that's how long i'm technically excited for season this. two
0: season one was so it was new yeah tell me about like how you that's it great was, i love this you know season one was our first time starting and figuring it out and a lot of you who don't know we started we started from the bottom, now we're here. Hey, hey, hey. We started from the bottom, and now we're, we're Fucking here. Oh. And we're queer. Oh, oh, we queer, too. We <laughs> have two. Hey, we here, we queer. Hey. <laughs> I was like, let me so, go So, yes, no, oh, yes, I'm here for it. Um, And, yeah, we built it from the ground up. We have this lovely studio that we created in your lovely Brooklyn home. Mm-hmm. And... It, yeah. Uh took a lot of learning, it took some monies and sacrifice and we bought a whole bunch of equipment and got programs and learned how to edit and just figured this out. Oh my shit god. Out.
1: Actually, you when you Okay, so Ew. Let's go back to editing. So Yes. So Will does the majority of the editing on this, especially within everything ever after episode 4. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and The growth of like the editing from then until now, like now you have all of these sounds in there. It's like you know, like there's like it's timed well. It's like it's so so cool. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, I can't wait till we get a point where this just just, we can just pass this on over to somebody else because no, um, I don't. Absolutely hate it. It's just it takes double the time or at, probably triple the time of the actual podcast. Yeah. So even sometimes when we're recording and we're hitting like two hours, I'm like, okay, bitch, let's wrap it up because it's gonna be a four hour, five hour edit. Let's do this. It's uh, we, true. Yes. You oh. know,
1: it's so funny that you say that because I because Will and I have obviously known each other for many, many, many years and we were in a group together. How, oh, and oof, we used yes. to sing. And I remember personally like sitting down and like working through a song and like even yeah. if you record the song but to sit down and like edit that song <sighs> and like edit the vocals and stuff like that and i used to joke i used to be like i'm, I'm sitting down in this chair all the time about to get like fucking hemorrhoids get a little hemi okay Ain't no lie. so it's, just, feeling, it's, it's, f- it's that thing just sitting there it. and like and then you don't want to put out shitty work
0: exactly who so, every, shitty well, I mean, luckily for you, you speak so eloquently. So the majority is me editing myself because I sound <laughs> nuts. But uh <laughs> but yeah, mixing no, you edit like, out my foolishness. You, make, you know, foolishness. mixing the sound, making sure it's level trying to make it more engaging with different sounds. I know that's what I like when I listen to certain podcasts. Yeah, I've kind of heard just the straight through podcast mm-hmm. and I mean, if it has great content, it has great content, but just like when you're producing a TV show or anything else, you really want all the bells and whistles to make it come together. You want to, you know, wrap it up in a little bow, as you always That's say, so you know, yeah. so it is important for me now. And sometimes I, I get annoyed that I care so much because I feel like some of the stuff other people wouldn't necessarily get or care yeah. about or like, Ooh, he put a, a bell there. Ooh-hoo. But you know, so I, it's just little things that make it like set off and make it pop. So It is. I do hate it. It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate relationship. I I agree
1: with that. Because, you know, it's kind of like how you know, we used to talk about how annoying Instagram is and that, like, you yeah, have to fucking, you know, do all of this extra shit, make your shit look nice. Because if you care about that kind of right. stuff, and we tend to care about that kind of stuff. yeah. So it's like, we want it to look a certain kind of way. If you haven't, subscribed to our Instagram or follow yes. us. Follow us at No Days Off on Instagram. No Days Off. <laughs> Facebook, yes. Twitter, and everything all, else all where black the people platforms. are. And of course, all of the podcasting yes. platforms. But the point is, yes. is that, you know, like, we're very, we want it to be a kind of an experience. Right, so right. you put yourself in a position where you don't want to put out work that doesn't look or sound like what you want it to look and sound like and listen we're not rich we're here in the home studio because guess what in the long run it's cheaper to do this it's more efficient and we want to keep evolving we want the sound to get better and better and better and better so i'm i'm stoked and i'm I'm not gonna lie i'd much
0: rather be here and than in a cold studio it feels that good everybody's here. hot breath has been on the mic and you could smell the doritos that they had before on the mic that is i like it that i have my own little mic i can sit from you i'm in this butterfly leather chair <laughs> with this pillow i got my hair mask under this mat under this hat so Come if you on, hear a little rustle, don't mind me but i actually prefer this because even when um i've uh, gotten feedback about the podcast people's like what do you guys record it sounds great Oh, like, that's so
1: cool! Well, we record
0: at home, and I mean, sometimes you'll hear like the the man dragging the cart of bottles down the street, and sometimes <laughs> and also you'll hear maybe gunshots. You know, gunshots and, and ambulances, and mm-hmm. um, maybe the crackheads arguing. The crackheads but the so what? Crying. That's Brooklyn. But that's life. You know what I mean? And I don't think it takes away from the quality, and it just adds a little character in Absolutely. there.
1: Absolutely, it's called genuine. Yes. So, oh, brother, I have to ask a question. So,
0: yes. now that we're in season two, well, maybe I have two questions, but we'll go blah 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 okay um, so I love questions. what was your favorite part of season one? one <laughs> mm. oh maybe I have three questions uh, okay. what was your favorite part of season one okay okay, okay what okay. have you learned okay uh, uh. and what are you looking forward to for season two
1: okay so I'm one of those people who forget everything so right. I'm gonna try and then you help me well out, hopefully I, I remember
0: the questions because I have a baby here. okay yeah. so
1: I mean you said what was my favorite part what did I learn and what what are you looking forward to what I'm looking forward to for season, for season two? two okay these are great I think I'm gonna be able to put this off so my favorite thing was to part a part b mm-hmm. part a is that moving like just trusting the process and right moving from the first format over to podcasting yeah like right okay so
0: you have to explain that a little bit okay
1: so when i back in the day day if anybody knows you
0: called me that was in california when you told this, me about the original know, this is crazy yeah this it's is like crazy when we think about it full circle moment very full circle yeah so
1: will and i have known each other for a long time like i said before yes and when i started working with the grapevine that was the same year that i wanted to launch a video version right. of a blog that i had which was basically to have this to have discussions about the queer community mm-hmm. and i wanted to include as many people from the community as i possibly could in a way that made sense right so i wound up not doing that because i was focusing in on the Grapevine, and Shout out to the great mind, I love yes, that.
0: Which is fucking fabulous. Fucking fabulous. Fucking
1: fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but but then like for me, I was ready to explore. I think I feel like the queer community deserves special attention and mm-hmm. special treatment when it comes to these conversations because they're they're very 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 layered and we can't get to them necessarily on the grapevine all the time. Um, but I think that even the format needs to be different to really get into what we have to talk about. Right, so, right, 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 I did call you and told you about like bringing this back up and moving from that apartment 17 to like a new name that I was working out. Right. And then it became No Days Off, and it was really just about bringing folks. To together and let's together work through the things that prevent us from being our right. best selves mm-hmm. and admit that we want to admit that sometimes we are falling short yeah and who gives a fuck yeah. let's just be open and honest about these things and talking about them in a way where we show up and say what the locks are the mm-hmm. things that keep us stuck and then get your, to places locks keys, keys. metaphor yeah yes. you remember that yes thing? of course i remember everything you said i love you so that's what i came to it with like two, two years ago or something right like that yes and then it was like listen after doing like the pilot of the show and just seeing how it felt
0: i was Mm -hmm. like you know
1: i don't like this
0: yeah because we like again we set up this house so beautifully we had props it was the bomb we casted for it we you know got people that we knew that would you know really make the show what it would be in our minds at the time and just kind of following your vision we kind of just Just got it together. Got the camera crew. Got you know everything together, and yeah, and now yeah, and now it is a podcast. Yes, and
1: honestly, it feels so good. Yes, it was uh, to me. It was the one of the best moments because it's frightening to have a vision, right? Right, and then to say like, you know what, and then also to call one of your best friends in the world and say, I have a vision. I want you to be a part of it. Right, and then uh, you know couple of months into the product to be like, listen, Hey, so, in right. looking at it, I want to do something different. Okay. Yeah. Because, That's so we, frightening.
0: it is, it is. So we like premiered it in front of an audience, yeah. right? We recorded, we recorded like five episodes, I we believe. Did five episodes. And so my question to you is what happened in that moment or what did you see that maybe not, not that you didn't like, but what did you notice when you saw the actual work um Like playing back at you and like take me through that process of why you wanted to change it and what were your thoughts and then coming to me and like you know like brother i don't know if i want to do it this way no more yeah
1: you know i am i'm one of those people where i if i don't like someone said
0: that he's never satisfied at what
1: (laughs) somebody did that say say they say that to me okay in 2010 okay it was very traumatic but accurate (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay because i have virgo in my chart i have virgo in my chart but um it's i feel like you know when i was watching the playback there 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 was a level of depth that i wanted which i which we did achieve i feel like i saw some of it but it wasn't the the level i felt like we could go deeper yeah so we, we we saw we saw tears we, we heard honesty, but then there was a part of it where people just cannot forget that there's a camera sometimes. Right, right. And that makes me very uncomfortable. I'm not that kind of producer. I am. I would rather authenticity all around yeah. and cut out all mm-hmm. of the fat. That's just me. Yeah. Um, And when I look back at it, I saw moments that I was really, really proud of, and I saw certain moments that... I thought were okay, yeah, and also visually, I wanted a little bit more depth and color, and there were some things that I I wanted to see. I wanted to have the place feel a little bit darker and mm-hmm. and and more intimate. And I felt like to a certain extent it was there, but then to a certain extent it seemed a little bit overproduced. Right. Yeah, so for me, it was. Saying that everybody received it and they mentioned certain things. The things that they mentioned back were about like the emotion that came Mm -hmm. out of certain people.
0: And the actual topics and the content that came from Exactly.
1: And I said, you know, like trying to plan around people's schedules is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult to put on a production like this that that is all coming from me. Especially when people start
0: getting K's behind their name it's true it's like it's a whole nother thing it's
1: true then people are busy booked and uh unavailable yes. and um and you know i was like i feel like with you and i we had we were having such dynamic conversations as friends you regularly
0: know? on the daily basis on a, just, a daily basis oh, let's go let's eat at home and then we're in this just thrown into this crazy robust conversation yeah. about life or politics or love relationships and i mean we still do that and most of the time we're talking and we're like, fuck, it should have been a podcast.
1: I know. And there have been times that we were sitting like feet away from these <laughs> microphones and did not have the conversation here. Exactly. Walling, Right. Right. Um, but I knew that it would it would take a certain level of flex available flexibility and availability i like that flexibility flex avail- Flexi- flexibility flex flexibility yeah what, well flexibility well, is own word, word. <laughs> Flexibility. availability damn it flexibility <laughs> baby. okay uh we'll figure that out and right we'll, uh, but but that's what it was a combination of mm-hmm. we needed to be flexible like we can just be talking about anything and then just jump on right and the availability of the equipment to do so and a part of it is like okay well maybe we can find a studio for 25 dollars. but it was like nah, we can do it on our own mm-hmm. and then slowly bring in a camera maybe we'll bring in a camera in the podcast and maybe yeah. our angle for no days off mm-hmm. is even through the visual aspect yeah being in a beautiful space with microphones with headphones yeah. on, and and create that level of intimacy but capturing it on video I think that even having the microphones in front of our faces will help us forget about the cameras I think that it's important to see as well as hear just mm-hmm. as a storyteller but I knew that the way that it was happening was not gonna it work it didn't satisfy you it did not satisfy me and that's so f- okay so I figure you know I would rather for us to get together. We see each other often enough where we can do the show, and then what can we do? We can invite those same people who were on then right. back, mm-hmm. and by then we'll see what they've been through since then. And you know they would have been a, pro- a part of this process regardless. But trusting the process was like part A. of yeah. um, my favorite part, and the part B was simply like the episodes that we got to, episodes that we got to do with Donny. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that because Donny is my little baby. Donny, I would say, is my second best friend after Shen. Yeah in my life somebody who came in to my life who taught me how to love and all that kind of stuff kind of like um the standard for all of the other friendships that came afterwards so having her here and having her partake and she's never been on a podcast before so her being here and having that experience was also very exciting for me just even her hear her voice back i was like oh my baby
0: yeah donnie really i mean i've known donnie for a very long time I mean, can I share this? I mean, people don't know. I don't I mean, so I think so. Because so Donovan and I used to date. way Oh my god. Back I did not know day. you were going to say oops, that. I, do I got to Oops, do <laughs> no, I got no, okay. to edit? I mean, that's a I feel like that's a, a, a important part of our story and our friendship because you know, we started off as lovers. Oh my um, god. And then we were in a group and then we became we were friends throughout that process, but then we became really like hardcore solidified friends. And for me, you're like one of the most important relationships that I have outside of like some of my immediate family. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good part of the story, but um, I've known Donnie for a long time for just about as long as I've known you in in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say as of recently, I would say last year um, Donnie just really, made a big impression on me so what happened was it was was it two years ago oh it was two years ago was it two years ago i don't know when the fuck it was but it was recently the year or two ago um i was kind of it was around my birthday and i was kind of having like A little sourpuss moment. Like, just, Uh I don't know. Sometimes I get into like these deep reflective thoughts about my life, and I was like, oh, I don't really have a lot of friends. And you know what I mean? I haven't really cultivated the relationships that I would have wanted since I've been back from moving from California. I kind of thought I was going to move back, and it was like, Will's here. Everybody's come see Will and be around Will. And Mm -hmm. that definitely wasn't the case. But uh, one thing in particular, it was around my birthday, um, and she kind of, because you know she has power so she kind of sensed that and i kind of just told her like some of the things that were going on and she took me to the rose mansion i was like the one thing that i really wanted to do for my birthday mm-hmm. and she took this. me to the rose mansion and that just meant so much to me because even though i've known her for a long time um we didn't necessarily have that deep rooted connection so for her to like extend herself that way to me was like one of the most kindest things that one of the most kindest things anyone has done in a very long time yeah. so it just really really meant a lot to me and then ever since then we've been talking regularly we have our own group chat, group chat together with you mm-hmm. you know we're doing some writing stuff so within the past year or two i've just really connected with her more than ever so having her on the podcast and then you know um one of the things we talked about uh, before was like you know when we do these episodes it's like this is a memory. It's just us, you know? At yeah. the, you know, So it really means a lot to be able to share that. And then the things we talked about were amazing. And I don't know. I just, so I love Donnie. I oh, love my Donnie. God.
1: All hail, Queen yes.
0: Donnie.
1: We love you, baby. Yes. But what about you, brother? Like, what were. Wait, the, there was something else you was. Oh, like, yeah. what did I learn? No.
0: Yeah. Well, no. What, what was my favorite part? Because that second part What was did your I learn? Th- you said Donnie was your second part, the favorite part. Yeah.
1: And then what did you learn? What did I learn? Yeah. And then what do I want to share? What, what did I learn? What did I learn? Mm. What did I learn? Hmm. That's really quick. Oh, what did I learn? Okay, I learned that podcasting is for me an interesting cathartic experience hmm. that, you know, I I guess maybe you could have I could have anticipated it, but it's like at the same time kind of weird. So whenever we get notes, you know, coming in on like oh, Instagram or something like that. Or right. we get, you know, like these long notes from people who are like, yo, check out your podcast. It really helped me out with this. It really mm-hmm. changed my mind with this. I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And um, I think that I learned about like setting an intention. Sometimes we forget about that intention because we get caught up in like a lot of the other shit around it. Right? Real so, life. Like, getting caught up in like actually trying to get the podcast done. And then people are asking, where's the podcast? So I was like, people care whatever. Um, <laughs> it, interesting. We'll try to get it done, you know? Um, and then also, so it's like one learning that mm-hmm. it actually matters. Right. Um, in that, like putting the intention out there, but following up on it, not yeah. being a douchebag and saying, we am do something, not do it. Right. Right. And then um, the second thing I would say is like, I really, really learned that consistency has proven itself to be mm-hmm. great in yes. other areas of my life. And, this needs the same level of yeah. attention, and I learned that like I can definitely be like a super procrastinator. I can definitely samezies put things. Yeah, I can put things. Ugh, in- I want to
0: shake that like a bad habit. Yeah, you are. Yes, but
1: put it in different. Like I can put shit in boxes and then like prioritize things. And I've learned that no days off is something that has actually become the thing that I intended it f- for it to be. Wow. When we got when we got together. And it has met a lot of our intentions, you know, in terms of like the putting out the content, putting it out, not giving a shit who listens to it, but yeah. hoping that it just activates something. And mm-hmm. we've gotten those notes back yeah. from people saying like, listen, it's it's made me make this decision or that decision. I really, really appreciate it. And to learn that this combination of the intention, the universe will meet it. um, met, And also learning that I wasn't necessarily following up with what the universe gave or right. provided. You know it was kind of like one of those kind of like double whammies of learning that like this season consistency is we've already yes. started preparing like we're we're on top of it, yeah, um, but then in addition to that is that to set the intention and just go whatever happens along the way may happen, but it's our job to be consistent, so I definitely I would say like I've definitely learned that, yeah, be better right. um be better and be grateful, and then what I want for the future mm. don don don. So, like, doing this shit has really kind of trimmed the fat around other things, right? I always say, like, with masculinity and femininity, the more you learn about masculinity, the more you learn about femininity as a result of that. And the more you learn about femininity, the more you learn about masculinity. It's like you need to learn about both to discover new amazing things about the other. And in doing the podcast, it's given me kind of, like a clearer vision of what I want to see for the vision for the future of the show. So it's like through this process of like being like, brother, I want to talk about this. Let's do that. Or you being like, I want to talk about this. And it was like, yeah, let's rock that out. Now it's like for season two, I definitely see the future just being a little bit more pointed. Right. Um, a little bit more direct and to talk about a little bit of that. I mean, we can talk about that after. Cause I mean, I want you to answer these questions too. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, for the future, I definitely see it moving towards, Um, definitely having the the episodes recorded video wise, Mm -hmm. um, having live show integration. Yes.
0: I can't wait for some live shows. Yeah.
1: I think that's, that's going to be amazing. And like the biggest point is that I think that as men, as queer men who have relationships with all kinds of men is that we need to be talking to each, each other a little bit more directly. Yeah. Um, and I want to see how we can impact the conversation amongst men,
0: and that's definitely going to happen. And that's like a big part of what I want to see in the yes. future. So yeah, what about you? Yes. Brother? Okay. So you have to ask me those good questions, ass questions. I don't even. And remember I remember them now, I remember them now I remember, because I don't remember the question
1: because I had to go in. But um, so the first question is like, what were your favorite parts? Okay, of, of season one. We'll mm-hmm. start there.
0: Okay, so I think one of my favorite parts, and I'm going to be a little selfish here. Yeah, is. And i think it's still happening but one of my favorite parts is the process of discovering my voice yeah you know um i kind of think back um a lot of times uh, back to um classic which is the group you or i in yeah and one of my biggest issues in the group was you know me finding my voice literally you know um when i was auditioning you guys saw something in me that i didn't see in myself But a lot of times I would battle myself trying to sound like you two. That was my biggest issue at that time. Mm. And throughout... The process of working with you guys, and then we wrote that song. That song in particular that I will always remember, mm-hmm. and just uh, realizing like when I actually tapped into me and my sound and my creative process, the result that came out of it was so 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 good. Yeah, you know. And then to see the reaction from you guys when I like went in my little corner and wrote my little part, and you guys were like, this is fucking good, and I was like, and that's one yes of the moments was. where I found out like oh this is who I am. So similarly to that when you asked me to be a part of this and I'm like this grapevine ass motherfucker won't meet it. What am I going to talk about? I don't, I, I can't string sentences so eloquently together the way you can. Um, but again, you saw something in me and something that I could offer the world. And we've kind of talked about that personally, but mm-hmm. my biggest fear was, and it kind of still is sometimes is sounding stupid, sounding ignorant, not saying the, you know, the most politically correct thing, offending someone. And, you know, throughout this, it's kind of allowed me to not give a fuck yeah. at the same time. Because you're going to do
1: all of them things.
0: Anyway, you know, and you, and you learn from your mistakes. And at the end of the day, I can edit out whatever the fuck <laughs> I want to edit out. <laughs> so I have the power. Okay, <laughs> um, But really okay. finding my voice. And um, the one thing that stuck out was like. Wow. Me sharing my in my mind, my little old experience is actually helping people and, you know, getting notes on the side, even aside from like the no days off account. But just directly to me saying, hey, thank you so much for sharing um, your um, episode on therapy and that, you know, and for me, this is very vulnerable because. I'm, sometimes I'm like, how much do I share do I share too much? am I gonna get a, am I not gonna get a man because I'm sharing too much? He think I'm gonna put all his business on blast but throughout the Fact. process I've just learned that if anything kind of like to you if even if this landed on deaf ears this podcast is for me mm-hmm. for me for me to be able to have vulnerable moments for me to be able to talk about things that I may not always Talk about and even to bring up stuff that I didn't even know was there, you know, and I think that's what's so important about the podcast and this platform. So that's one thing that I'm really, really proud of for the podcast. I think it's one of the uh, one things that I've actually really stayed committed to mm-hmm. um even though i feel like i can do better you know with being consistent i've i've been very committed and with the editing and you know with the instagram and stuff and it feels good to be able to look back and and see the catalog of episodes and go back and see the beautiful um you know images and pictures and sound bites that we've created for the instagram and it's something i'm really 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 proud of so i'm just really grateful for the opportunity because this is a privilege to be able to share my voice in whatever capacity. And I'm just really grateful to be able to have some of these exchanges with um, past guests and new coming guests. So it's just been a really, really, really refreshing kind of eye opener of like what I can really do and how I can service uh, the community. And cause that's a big part of what I wanted to do. Like, how do I help? You know, right. well, what, what does that look like? And to think that you know, me sharing my experience, me being vulnerable, me connecting to the ethos and the world out there is is in turn c- connecting us all together. It's just really, I'm just really grateful to have this experience. Yeah. So that, that's that part to the question. Loves that. Okay. Yes. So second
1: question. What's that one? What have you learned?
0: I think that's kind of like what you I learned too. I think I went into it kind of, you know, naturally, but yeah, I've just learned that i could be me yeah you know i can i can do it i can like not trying to be corny but if i i can do whatever i set my mind to i've learned fucking how to edit we've learned how to plug shit in that we've never known before like this shit is great you know <laughs> what i, mean? you, I was and asking now, you questions
1: right before this like oh.
0: and you know it's just so <laughs> amazing now that we have this setup and now we can just hop in and go you know and i'm excited for the 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 continuation of the learning process because it's only going to get better from here so yeah i'm really excited for what season two has to offer
1: Dump. and what do you want to yes. see for the future
0: I want to see more consistency. I, okay. I that's really what I want to see, and I'm I'm really excited because when we actually look back, well, backpedaling a little bit, we like hit ten thousand plays on SoundCloud like two months ago, mm-hmm. and that's really fucking big. And we didn't even check all the other platforms and what they were given, but yeah, to know that ten thousand people at at some point has listened to the podcast man that's crazy that is really amazing that's pretty Um, bananas you know so when we talk about it all the time we sometimes we feel like well we could have done a lot more but even to show like the little bit that we did put in it is being received and it's 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 moving and it's a process and it's it's like that snowball you know it's just gonna keep rolling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger so you know i'm excited to um see more episodes have more consistency and really evolve the show with the guests and really diving into more conversations with more people um so that's what i'm really excited about and i'm just excited to see what else comes of you know the podcast so similar to you like doing live shows is like i cannot wait that's like one of my biggest dreams i I can't
1: I'm also excited to see you in that element as well. Yeah. I really, really, really am. Because, you know, you mentioned something about live shows very recently. um, And I'm just like,
0: I'm really excited to see you. I can't wait. I feel like that's going to be a part of my thing. So I'm really excited to be able to cultivate this get smarter, get more equipped, get brighter and 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 then be able to translate that into a live show later on. Right. Um so yeah, season to be two. fucking fantastic. Actually, Ooh.
1: so we can talk more about what we want for the season. That's what this episode is going to be because yes. there's going to be so much good shit coming out. But I was thinking about like what we're going to call this episode and I keep thinking seasons. Mm-hmm. I, of, of course it's the beginning of season 2, right. but it just it's just it keeps coming up like this summer, like I'm not gonna bore you guys with some long ass recap. Um, as you can see, the alarms are going off. Right. Uh so uh we won't do that. But it has been one of the fucking craziest ring the alarm. Oh, I've been God through f- this too t- long t- hey, and
0: I've been damn if t- I see t- another t- chick t- on t- your arm Beyonce in the building, what
1: I'm like they're sending the police for the <laughs> right, summer. exactly. I hear that because it was trash. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, mine. Well, mine. What well, there was just a lot a of lot trash going, on. going yeah. on, and it was you know we kind of touched a little bit on it at the end of the last season, mm-hmm. doing a, an episode on value and all this stuff. That was really, really hitting close to home for me. Yeah. In terms of not only sometimes what it can feel like on the inside, but also just the experience of mm-hmm. being out here. You know, we're not. Doctors, we're not lawyers, we didn't have a traditional path uh, for our careers. We've done many, many things, yeah, all in an effort to do the things that we actually love and give a shit about, yeah. So, this last, I would say, season and moving into mm-hmm. a new season is significant for me, yeah. It was really, really significant for me. It was the death of feeling like any doubt that I had in myself mm. died during this summer. Any. Any feelings of insecurity died. Anything that made me feel yucky died. Bang bang. Especially the things that were coming up moment and moment after moment after moment during the summer. Now those things, I'm not. I'm not saying that the catalysts have gone away. They're still here. They're provocateurs by nature. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that are going on that annoy the absolute shit out of me. (laughs) Right people who annoy the absolute shit out of me but what i've decided is that in this new season is that i'm not tolerating certain things Mm -hmm. in any way shape or form right absolutely not happening and then in other ways i'm gonna like take my foot off of my own neck and allow myself to have full experiences and trust that everything's gonna be okay double down on feeling safe with the universe yeah because you came up to me i will tell hopefully you don't have we don't have to edit this out Mm -hmm. but we had a discussion about feeling stuck Mm -hmm. and happened to be at a time when you were actually reading Corey's book yes um he has an amazing last week it was last week yeah yeah and you know this is amazing because it all goes i think everything happens in its own divine Mm -hmm. timing but we were talking about feeling stuck and how you in particular you can talk about that too yeah but it was like about feeling stuck and i was like I I, I I get what he's saying.
0: Mind you, I was crying and bubbling up. I was like, brother. I know. <laughs> I know. It was one of those moments. Yeah. But,
1: but to me... I feel like that's how I was feeling. And not only me, but like a lot of people that I know feeling like, you know, we're ready for the next stage in our lives. Mm -hmm. We're ready to move forward. I'm
0: ready to get in my groove, like the real groove of knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and rooted in my purpose and really just doing all that shit in there. Yes. Like I want some more
1: reaping. I want some more like, you know, a a different type of, of work. Yeah. Something that's elevated. and. I was feeling very, very stuck, and I felt like the hamster wheel that I was in, no matter what, was, once again, pushing and pulling out the same kind of results, results that I was very, very not satisfied yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I was thinking about like what we're gonna do for the next season, I decided that the conversations around feeling stuck the conversations that we often have inside of our minds and like everything that it can create from loneliness, isolation, to feeling depressed, to feeling anxious, all to that. feeling uh, to feeling incapable of being in a relationship, all of that kind of stuff that happens as a result of feeling perpetually stuck or feeling like our life doesn't look like what, it, what, it, what we want it to look like. Yep. Really, really to me was just like, I have had enough. And then I don't know about you guys, but I've Over the last maybe year and a half to two years, I've really gotten into astrology. I've gotten into how fucking dope it is, how much of a Gemini I am. Don't Mm. run away. Don't turn your station. I understand duality. I understand the necessity of to energies what
0: you're not one of those crazy people that's like gemini and, uh, i can't stand people on instagram that they go so hard for their they sign and i would be like bitch everybody gets angry when somebody slaps them like okay that is not come just on. an
1: aquarius thing
0: right stuff. come okay. on like let's not sex ain't yeah, just for scorpio exactly right okay i be like okay we get it you a virgo you like,
1: successful we get it right me too
0: like everybody else ain't successful <laughs>
1: I know I, I'm not oh, crazy I like that I
0: successful Like uh, the dude from Style and, um Styling Hollywood Successful
1: That's what I said Successful
0: Yeah successful
1: What do you mean right. Check that show out That's a cute
0: show That was Yeah that was a good show Holla I to I hope um, they get a season, season two Like us What what they
1: Oh right <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't be jealous Whatever
1: your name is What uh, are, are their names I don't know Whatever your name is One of y'all is fine But that's inappropriate Because you're married But anyway You um, like the one with the mole Yeah he cute um, uh, we don't got time for you guys to try to get me in, in, in these open <laughs> relations. No, I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause oh, should we talk about our tender dramas t- anyway? Oof. Trauma, rather. <laughs> but um, maybe we'll revisit that. We'll revisit. We'll revisit that. But. To go back before we go really, really off right. the rails. Yeah, just get It's we, going. We done hit on dating. Right. And it already got me kind of well, flubbered just it. now. I This okay. uh,
0: hair mask ain't helping because i am got this cap on my head. I'm sweating more.
1: <laughs> you got that deep conditioner exactly. in there. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, I would I would just say that, like, for me, I definitely am tired of that particular experience. I see that it can possibly continue that way. Hmm. And the, I bring in the horoscope stuff because the, like, all of the tarot readers and the astrologists were saying, it's now time for an end and the beginning of something new. I mean... That was coming up over and right. over and over again about the end of a season and the beginning of a new one. I'm like, well, listen, bitch, I'm ready. Well, summer is going into fall. Let the new season unleash it. But, right. you know, they were talking about like not only the season change, right. which, of course, is can always be hectic. Some people get colds yeah. when the season change. Yeah. It's it's miserable for a lot it's of people. Like it's a lot so of, physical, too. It's so physical. And, you know, I mean, for me, I totally get how like all of it was coming to a head. Yeah. The season's physically changed. connected. And I love the spring and the summer. I'm not Ooh. really. I mean, the fall is a cool third, but. You know, I'm not really one of them. Oh, yeah, it's the fall people. Mm. So, even for me, like, I take that kind of hard. I kind of take the season change a little bit more difficult because the sun goes down earlier. It's it's a little stressful for me, yeah. actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've gotten kind of accustomed to it and I, you know, I don't know, smoke right. weed. But anyway, um, I would definitely say, like, in terms of looking for something new, I wanted to experience that with the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spoke to Will about this maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about like what I wanted to see and some ideas around the show. But more than anything, in seeing like some of the bullshit that happened earlier in the summer and last year with a lot of men, you know, continuing to want to police women's bodies, um, men wanting to lead conversations on how women should act, um, you know, literally creating laws that prohibit women from having full control and autonomy over their bodies. It's just been really, really, really violent. And I know that oftentimes in these talk spaces, women will always come to the conversation because women are curious by nature. They want to know more about how to get in touch with themselves, and right. also they want to get in. in they want to know how to get in touch with men, right? Or I, or or be able to cohabitate with men. That's and all
0: they really want,
1: exactly. And it makes a lot of sense. So I feel like women are always thirsty for knowledge, while I think that men maybe not so much. So for me, it's it's been like, well, how it would be very interesting to really navigate our conversations in creating space direct and a direct approach to targeting the minds and the hearts and the spirits of men, straight men, gay men, trans men, bisexual men, in between men, they men, whoever you meant, whatever they, Mm -hmm. whatever you got, um, masculine energy about how really owning this and kind of like taking pride in it without devaluing femininity. Um, taking pride in it so much so that you would get to know Mm -hmm. femininity better. Right. How, how femininity can help you help us. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'm really, really interested. I'm really interested in combing through the experiences of men so that we can have a new season um, in our lives where we can be open and honest yeah. where we can be tough when it's necessary where we can be strong in a variety of ways when we can be vulnerable and all of this kind of shit it, because it's imperative I think like quite literally if we don't begin to push these conversations out and and have them take root in people's lives as, as possibilities oh it is possible for me to be vulnerable if we don't create a pipeline for people to get to these places this world is doomed yeah um you know there are many reasons why I say that. Everything from global warming to the to the health crisis to the to this um, insatiable appetite for war that a lot of these particularly white men have, I feel like we're in danger sooner than later. Molly, so, you in danger, girl? In very. Oh, I need to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, ghost, holla. Um, we. I really, really want to continue that conversation so that's the energy yeah that i want to have for this and we can go deeper into like what we've learned on our own but yeah yeah that's what's been so important to i think a lot of what
0: the kind of like the universal cries are yeah you know what i'm saying
1: yeah
0: yeah totally yeah, yeah I, I get what when we're talking about like feeling stuck <clears throat> so mm-hmm. i'll go in a little bit about so you know i always have this issue of like how much I'm going to share, but I'm going to just be honest because this is my experience at the moment. Yeah. And it's real life and there's no point in trying to slap pain over it and sugarcoat it. So uh, a couple months ago I lost my job, you know, so that was a little bit hard, even though it was something that I absolutely hated. I talked about it all the time. It's not necessarily something that I wanted to do. It was not really yeah. my purpose. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I was all already like looking for an exit strategy, you know, already looking for, you know, a way out mm-hmm. um so blessing in disguise but it was really hard because i wasn't ready for it um right and so to be real the conversation that i had with you um i was reading Corey's book i'm actually like on day like 25 now or 27 or something mm-hmm. no like 23 mm-hmm. whatever but reading Corey's book and i had to go to the unemployment office, uh, didn't want to be there. I had to get up really, really early. Mm-hmm. Um, because something had happened. They wasn't trying to give my funds to me. So right. I had to get up and get there. So I'm sitting in here and I'm just like thinking about my life. And I just started like my, eyes started welling up with tears because I was like, this is not who I want to be. This yeah. is not where I imagine myself at almost 32. You know what I mean? Um, with all of the things that I've, Done And all the things that I want to do in my aspirations, I was like, how did you get here mm-hmm. sitting in the unemployment line? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not shaming it. But, you know, there were it was obvious to me that there were a, a few people there that was just trying to scam the system. There was, you know, people there that didn't have a will to do any anything else but stand there and get that check. And I was like, "How did I get here? Mm, How? 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 Exactly?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I pulled out Corey's book, and the same motherfucking chapter was on stuck. And I literally, before I even started, I was like, oh, I already know this is going to be a lesson. Lord. And it was a really. He's was, a witch. Yes, he's a witch. Um, and it was a really <laughs> valuable lesson. Um, And it's something that we all go through. It's a part of life, you know, and it's something that I'm working through. And I just had to call him up and I'm like crying, like, thank you so much for just. Having this right on time for me, yeah, it's something that I'm still struggling with, but I don't feel as bad as I did that day. Yeah, you know, because I know it. Just like we talk about it all the time, it's moment by moment. Everything is moment by moment for me right now especially because moment by moment i have to talk myself off the ledge moment by moment i have to encourage myself moment by moment i have to say everything that i'm grateful for so like there are days where i'm having a shitty day and i'm like okay gratitude time you are thankful for your dog you are thankful for your house and and i'm literally having but it it does help even if it does feel forced at times because these are things that we have to do to to get out of it and then i you know you realize and then talking to you that I wasn't the only one, or, and then I'm not the only one feeling these ways. And it's mm-hmm. important to have these discussions on how we move forward. And again, we talk about all the time what do we, what can we do for ourselves? What are the tools that we can equip ourselves with? With something as simple as being stu- feeling stuck in life, yeah. you know what I mean? And I don't know. And I'm I'm just again very grateful f- to have tools like Corey and his book, to have yeah. outlets like you to yeah. talk to, to have this podcast to be able to talk about that stuff because this shit is real. It is so you real. know because you. I don't care what nobody says. Sometimes it is so hard navigating social media, especially when, when you're utilizing it as a business tool and then everyone is doing great. Everyone's doing amazing. Everyone's popping bottles, everybody. And that's not necessarily what I want to do, but it's this very, very enhanced version of everything being beautiful and amazing. And then, subconsciously it yeah you go home and you know you ain't got no job and you trying to figure it out and you you know and you feeling like well why am i inadequate to to push forward why am i not aspiring or feeling like i'm aspiring to all the things that i said that i wanted to be um so you know again you just kind of have to i always go back to a rela- relax for late release come on whitley from whitley from different world because you know <laughs> again moment by moment you have to be able to have those moments with yourself and talk, talk yourself out of it. You know, this is this is life.
1: We'll start out this episode with relax, relight, relax, relax, relight, <laughs> relax, relax, um, relax. But yeah, you're so right. You're yeah, so, right.
0: so yeah, I've I've definitely um, this kind of thing about seasons and and what I kind of brought to you before is like the idea of like transitioning and and what Mm -hmm. that really means, Mm -hmm. you know, and how we can shift our thoughts and our focuses, you know, when things don't really seem that pretty and things seem really ugly and fucked up, you know, there's a way to be able to um, have conversation and and, and just kind of pull something outside of yourself to really, I don't want to say pull yourself by the bootstraps, but really just having moments of vulnerability and being able to express that to you in that moment you know where i'm blubbering crying i mean i have no problem with sharing with you but Mm -hmm. you know it's really important it's really important
1: yeah and and i feel like you know as we continue to grow there's an expectation that you know you're a certain age and you're supposed to accomplish certain things exactly you know every Duvernay didn't pick up a camera until she's about 34 35 years old and you always
0: remind me of that i do because this
1: shit is real jill scott was older when she got her shit she Mm -hmm. was cleaning up a studio yeah Um, When somebody, or she was a janitor or some shit like that when she got hurt. Tyler Perry was homeless. This motherfucker, as the only black man with his own studios, he's a fucking billionaire. Yeah. You know, Oprah got fired from her joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, people didn't think she was going to do the things that she's done. And these are, of course, the exceptions and the remarkable things. But there are other people who were, you know, homeless on the street with nothing. And now they have a job and they're successful yeah. and they're doing their thing. And there are many, many examples of what life can look like when life happens to you and when life happens for you. Yes. Um, it also, I think it just comes down to a mindset. Is life happening to you or is life happening for mm-hmm. you? And that's the thing that's so significant about the season change. Yeah. Is that for me, being in such a dark place, in my most favorite time of the year the battle the reason why it's so it's important to show up for the battle is so that you can consume or do all the work that you can do for the season yeah yeah so that when you move over to the next season is that you do have something to start with you did plant some seeds you are reaping something and i feel like that's what was important for me that while it was very very stressful that i held onto some (laughs) Some part of myself Mm -hmm. that allowed me not to go into a very, very, very dark place. We're not going to a place where I would have have or I would entertain thoughts that were stimulated or brought, you know, to the forefront of my mind because of things that may have happened. Um, Less reactionary and Mm -hmm. more purposeful in in how and what I, you know, entertain Mm -hmm. and moving into the new season. It's more so like, okay, well now that I've had this kind of experience, what did I learn? And now I would like to get a little bit more specific. So, you know, business has been stressful. Um, I will definitely say that like being a black gay and working with black dark skinned women um, is that the people that look like you will portray you. The people who look like you will underestimate you underestimate me underestimate us because I think it's a long line of being devalued that's playing itself out even amongst black people that has been something that I found to be kind of traumatizing um in I don't have a problem with you know people saying horrible things on the internet I've been I've been in that game for a while Mm -hmm. but in terms of like interpersonal relationships across business it's just very peculiar to work with people who are so disingenuous mm-hmm. um and who don't have the best interests at heart
0: they are smiling in your face but all the while they're gonna take your place okay they backstabbers. backstabbers
1: very very much given that type of vibe yeah. very, very so like even having like these kind of experiences in business understanding that you know a lot of us aspire to be in the media business in the music industry movie industry show business in general um, we want to do everything at the highest level. It comes with so much shit, Will. It comes with so much Word. bullshit. And I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. I'm one of these motherfuckers. I'm telling you, I'm very, very peaceful. I prefer to have a very peaceful life. Yes. I like to have a good time. I like beautiful things. I like happy people. I like peace. And to come into such a chaotic space really, really took it took a toll on me. And... What I've learned for the new season is that vulnerability was one of the best lessons in my life. In business, you come correct. Vulnerability is earned in your personal relationships. Wow. Vulnerability is earned everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is shared as you feel comfortable when your cup runneth over. Vulnerability is access to the best parts of me right and sometimes it's a privilege it's a and it's it is a privilege it's a privilege and it's a tool Mm -hmm. vulnerability is a tool that can be used to expand my life in business everybody's out for themselves and it's really really important Mm. that you go into the room understanding that in business as this woman named jory waterman told me when i was working many many days in media in a tech company she said there's no loyalty in business wow you know, this was um a very smart, highly one of those women who she just had that thing about her where as like, you know, she re- reads at least one long document a morning right. before she gets in. <laughs> right. She has like that bop in her head that says, I have something to do. Very, very that, which I always appreciate across gender, across right. anybody who carries that kind of energy. I really appreciate. And I really took that to heart and i used it to navigate the corporate space and i think because now i'm working on things that i'm so passionate about i expect the people that i work with to also right. be passionate about it, especially this the color that i am but it's not wrong. True. so i am so wrong 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 yeah, wrong 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 so i'm so grateful to like learn that lesson that vulnerability is great so you got poop happened a little bit <clears throat> i got poop papped a little bit and it's like you got to be people have to earn it mm-hmm. and and in business it's really really great yeah. to show up all the way for yourself. You show up with your value. You show up with your experience. You show up with your quirks. In that way, I believe that it's important to be vulnerable. You understand what I'm saying? In terms of it being a tool. But I think more than anything, you show people how to treat you in the bedroom. You show people how to treat you in the boardroom. Across all of these things, that shit remains the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that lesson. That's number one. I'ma move on really quickly to number two, which is dating. So in the dating space, I have had some interesting things that have happened this summer. One of them doesn't even really matter anymore. I kind of forget a lot about
0: you, it. You you I think you have you're like programmed cuz you're like erased. You're <laughs> uh, like, "Who is that?" Huh? Oh. sorry to this man. I wouldn't I wouldn't know this man if I saw him walking past me.
1: I'm so sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Right. Come on, Kiki. I love um her. but like you know for me I I I realize like that is unacceptable. There's a certain level of Vulnerability is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is a tool that you use to access parts of yourself. So it starts with self, right? So you start that shit with yourself. There are things that I'm willing the to base, say right. that I would never say. Maybe you identify who that person or people are in your life. Maybe your vulnerability comes through having a journal. Mm-hmm. Maybe your vulnerability comes with, you know, going to church and making a confession, talking to God about your shit. But then it ultimately funnels out. And that thing that caused you shame at one point will not cause you shame at another point. Therefore, you talk about that a little bit openly and honestly. Right? right? That's how vulnerability works and kind of like cuts out the shame and cuts out the guilt, which mm-hmm. I which I think is an amazing tool. But listen... Everybody was out here trying to have a hot boy summer and a hot girl summer. Don't nobody want to be grown no more. Uh, And um, now we're moving into Thawdham and all this other crazy shit. And fuck boy fall.
0: What the hell? Let me tell you something. I actually remember I was like, brother, what the fuck is this? I
1: almost called the police. I did. They came and they they came for somebody else and I, I didn't want to call again. But I am tired of the shenanigans. mm. it's exhausting and it makes you learn that like wow like even recently I was talking to this guy and I had to send him a note and say listen this is not gonna work Mm. because I mean I did that to the the other one but I did it recently to another one because it was like I don't wanna be in this space where we were talking about social media earlier Mm -hmm. where I am I'm ready to be vulnerable in the intimate parts of my life right and I don't want to have to work extra hard for a consistency of communication right i don't want to work extra hard why are why is it a thing why is it like a a constant thing where we experience people not responding to text messages but like being on instagram it's like you're on instagram but you're not replying to text messages yeah not happening. Yep. I'm just like I, when I see certain things, I'm just like I'm not dealing with mm-hmm. it. And I'm I'm grateful for that as well because the dating lessons they keep on coming.
0: It's learning. It's, it's they
1: keep on coming because you learn more about yourself. And I just for me like that represented like a big. Season it was like, oh enough is a motherfucker enough enough is enough i've never been like a a, a quote-unquote jaded dater but i'm definitely in a place now where i'd rather i don't i don't feel like it mm-hmm. like i don't feel like knowing everything like we said on this podcast before i gotta learn everything about you i gotta learn everything about this and then you gone in two months because the next shiny thing passed right. by which is an instagram post or somebody thought what you said was amazingly profound or you, you decided swipe. to engage yeah it was like it's the craziest yeah shit and the thing that I found, mo- like, to just hone in about why this particular thing is annoying in terms of me being in the season change space is because literally calling these things hot and hot boy, hot girl and hot boy summers, and then moving into autumn, It's like, this is why as um, a culture, and particularly black culture, when it comes to, like, dating and intimate relationships, I feel like we are in an interesting crossroads we have to make a decision on how we want mm-hmm. to engage with each other, especially yep. millennials. I think like Gen Z's, I'm not really sure what they're doing. I think that Gen Zs are pairing. They um, are. I've
0: seen them hand in hand, young as hell.
1: Yeah, I think that they are pairing and it's it's beautiful to see. I think like we it's a little bit different for us because, you know, and the internet was so transitional and we have moved into a space where sixty percent of people are meeting each other online. Mm. And with such high numbers, like all of us, pretty that much anybody who's listening yeah, word. And anybody who's listened to this podcast by now has probably had an internet date or has met somebody online. And if that is the standard, mm-hmm. then to have these these social experiences, which pretty much live online, so yeah. hot girl, hot boy, thought all of that stuff exists. It's online. not even real. It's not real. And then it permeates real life. Right. So we, in in celebration of hot boy summer, we avoid you know having certain connections. And then in preparation for typically, which w- which would be. Um, what is it called? This season normally is autumn. Not autumn. What is it usually? Autumn. Fall. No, I mean, not. I, I mean, when you get booed up, cuffing season. Yeah. So it's usually cuffing. Season. Oh yeah, they never even trying to cuff no more, child And I was just autumn. And the thing is, it's like, once again, this shit ain't real. But you hear people in real life begin to speak about it, yeah. and and their actions spill out that way. You go on Tinder. People on Tinder are in relationships. <laughs> They're in relationships Why are you on asking Tinder are you to go on a date? Yeah,
0: and it's yeah. I'm it's,
1: like, damn it, we can't have shit. Single people who want to date
0: can't have shit. Like bleeds into reality. It's so
1: crazy, and and that was what was interesting about about this. When I was talking, I was like, what are we gonna talk about? Like when we talk about you know our summers, and I was like, mm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real and talk about this shit because I personally am ready for something new, mm-hmm. and I see these grown ass people with gray with gray hair in their beards talking about.
0: no you are not a boy you are grown as hell
1: but then you show up and i start communicating with you i'm like oh yeah you are a boy yeah exactly just go back go back and be a hot boy for me
0: like when i okay so when i first heard of because it started off as hot girl summer and mm-hmm. for me, when I first witnessed it or first heard about it, I was like, okay, girls. Because for me, I felt like it was rooted in trauma. It was rooted in a lot of women. I'm sick of these motherfuckers. True. I'm sick of chasing after niggas. True. I'm sick of catering. I'm sick of caring True. and being in the forefront of everything. Like women are always are having to cultivate relationships, getting ghosted on. So for Facts. me, I felt like at first I was like, well, this is very liberating for women. You know, have your hot girl summer. Mm-hmm. But then it became like, hot girl summer like it, it it went from that to like wow and then now you have men are like well shit if you gonna have a hot girl summer i'm gonna have a hot boy summer yes and i'm Fucking just christopher like christopher columbus you know what shit. i mean so for me i was like wow this is a lot of i just see it as a lot of trauma you know it's right. a lot of people responding in this way because they're trying to escape hide or bury real emotions feelings being vulnerable yeah all that stuff so i personally i was like this ain't, this is not this ain't intriguing this is not fun i don't want to be a part of a a hoisms it's not this is not hot and then to think like you said now that we're like because it was like okay qo this is gonna be for the summer because normally for the summer you're a little bit more free you're like oh i'm going out you see more people so okay have a hot boy hot girl summer even though i don't want to participate it sounds ridiculous but fine mm-hmm. now you want to trickle it all into the, into into fall so now it's fuck boy fall and all this other shit and it's like oh so this is gonna be something that never stops so what, what what's winter gonna be
1: this is ridiculous this is ridiculous
0: and now you have this whole this whole culture of literally fucking just fucking and being wild and reckless and like I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's good. Wild woman winter. Wild woman winter. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's like, I am all for, like... Oh, my God. People having and expressing their freedom. But when, when it becomes, like, recklessness and just, like, not actually... I don't give a fuck about anything or anyone or... Like, that's a little scary to me because, again, now they're creating a culture where this is seeping into people's lives. Like, now, like, when you really think about how this has transcended into social media and then bled into people's lives and like you said now you have 40-year-olds talking about fuckboy fall like what are you doing sir you sound crazy stop it and then to think like these are the people that we're interacting with because yeah these absolutely. are the people that are on the dating apps these are the people that are here and there and about so I don't want. To, I don't want that. I don't want those experiences. Yeah. So it's it's a little alarming to me. It is. And when I really just again boil it all down, I'm like, oh, this is just a whole bunch of trauma on top of trauma, and people trying to respond to trauma over and over and over again, Facts. hiding from feelings, and you know, it, it's it's a, it's a little sad to me. It's yeah. a little sad.
1: Yeah, it definitely is, and. I think, like, we're going to look back at these times and we're going to be like, whoa, that shit was crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of people, who especially people who have had, who have who families and now they're older and they have, you know, children who are coming up who are our age or younger, it's like, you know, they had a great time, but there was a point in their life where they were like, yo, like, now we're going to hone in. I we got to be serious. Family. Now I want to do X, Y, and Z. I'm talking about, you know, pippies.
0: This is business, um, too.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, <laughs> for us this shit is wild because I'm in my thirties. I'm almost 35 years old and I'm like looking at the landscape and I see like it's happening over and over and over again. Fuck boys
0: down yonder. It's like, yeah. Everywhere. And I don't know. I'm like,
1: maybe things are different outside of New York. I don't know. But I, this is, I don't, I'm not really, I go on social media and I like scroll and I do that kind of stuff, but I don't really engage. Right. I don't really necessarily know like everything that's happening. Cause I see certain things. I'm like, wow, that's so much, but there's a lot more attention placed on these very very superficial things that only are alive and well and breathing when you have those moments to be engaged and get that mm-hmm. rush of energy yeah you know from that dopamine from going on your instagram right and i feel like everything else can pale in comparison do you yeah. know what i'm saying do you know what i'm saying like if you go in and you're navigating your life you may get a real high from getting you know 50 consistent likes on something oh i'm sexy Mm -hmm. and you may miss the guy who's staring at you on the train exactly um or you may be scared of that interaction or you may look away from that interaction because that's unsafe and mm -hmm. i feel like in the way that we get that high from getting a certain level of engagement in a in a in a space that really doesn't you can't touch yeah um is what we've traded in a part of ourselves for. Right. And you see that really playing itself out when you see something like hashtags activate things inside of people mm-hmm. where, you know, humans by nature are followers and, you know, leaders get highlighted because they're so unique. Yeah. And because of that, when you see, I see like, I think like um, Megan The Stallion is mm-hmm. like in her early 20s, mid
0: 20s. Right. And you got 40 year olds trying to, Do the dance that she was doing on her knees, and it's like
1: this is what I'm saying. You have, uh, you know, someone in their mid twenties, ten years younger than you, dictating the way that you act and the way that you engage with intimacy, right? And. Or allow intimacy in your life and it's just like that shit is really, really crazy to me. And for me, I don't I will not participate in that. Not anymore. I. So like that's another thing about my season, my my new season, is that when I see those things, I've been on a, I was on a date this summer with this guy and You got a date. He yeah, I mean we went on one date. So oh, So that <laughs> was how a, that, that
0: was a how that moment.
1: Um but he had his camera out the whole time. He wanted to document everything. He wanted to That's so annoying. It was the most Unattractive yeah. thing on this beautiful man. He was gorgeous, this beautiful chocolate man, and it was so unattractive. I was like, "Is this dude a teenager? Like, what is happening?" And I know I've known him for a long time. That shit time, is though, a weird. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm good. I'm good on that. I don't want that kind of an experience. I want to make sure that whatever's captured on film is authentic, whatever. Yeah. So if we're captured holding hands, if we're captured having a romantic experience, I'd rather it be genuine than than to be you know staged. And I don't want to have a staged life. I want authenticity. I yeah. want real vulnerability. And in general, I hope that a lot of us let that season go. I think that it is beautiful to see couples online. But, you know, when you get on Tinder and you see one of them same people who were in them couples, you know, out here talking about they're just looking for a friend or uh-huh. that they have an open relationship, which I'm not knocking open relationship. It's just like, yo, like can we just have a, a space like we can not, I feel like only men who are in comes up on my uh right <laughs> Tinder thing. I'm like, right. why are all these dudes in relationships? Right. Like, what is happening? And I, I, and in talking to more men, I've heard that this is a common thing, and a lot of men are conceding. A lot of men are like, maybe I should be with somebody in a relationship. I mean, what
0: the fuck? It's like, it's that's what's it's almost happening. like, uh, sort of for the next best thing or the next thing because this shit is fucked up all around yeah and i think and people don't want to be alone like we, they don't that's nobody wants to be alone so it's like but nobody
1: wants to admit that shit
0: yeah and it's like we we wind up doing some out of character off the wall shit trying not to be alone and then but when we're sober when reality hits anyway
1: i have so many yeah. stories
0: because let me tell you something so going and transitioning so very very similar to what's going on I came, across, and I came across a post a couple months ago mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty much talking about in very, very simple terms. It was like low vibrational activities and high vibrational activities. Yeah. And it just really struck a chord with me because throughout the list, for me, I felt like I was participating in more of the low vibrational activities. Yeah. Um, and when I actually looked at my life and what i wanted for my life i wasn't on the trajectory of getting what i necessarily felt like i wanted and i had to make a very 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 conscious decision to figure out how i'm going to change this because i've had i was developing certain patterns and certain behaviors that again was leading me to a place that i didn't necessarily want to be and i didn't want to get to the point where like how the fuck did i get here you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so with that um i'm just gonna Talk about like my my transition process into like the fall and what I've what I've committed to this summer. Mm-hmm. So um the thirty days leading up to my birthday and we're actually only when's your w- birthday boo October first we're actually only seven days away. My little Libra. Um, my um uh, one of our good friends Corey L Scott who was on the God episode uh, uh last year. He has this uh great book called the counter counter Culture Devotional, devotional, um, and it's uh, a great book available on Amazon. All of the, yeah, Amazon. Uh, we'll put it. Well, we put it in the other one, but we'll put it in here again. Yeah. But um I, I felt like, well, I have to do something for myself because I'm on a, a trajectory that I don't want to be on. So, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna read this for and do the journaling the 30 days leading up to my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, this could be something that I can be committed to. I can see what it's about because it was about. Um, uh, being who God created who God created you to be Yeah. Um, and for me what I love about Corey his perspective he's it's not very Bible-y it's not Bible thumper it's very practical it's very like real life stuff but then he'll put a scripture in there and just tie it on a bow so I was like I really really appreciated that about him and his perspective so I knew that this could be something that it wasn't gonna be like oh I hate doing this because it doesn't feel real or it feels fake or you know but for me I wanted to be uh, more rooted in my spirituality again based off of the activities that i was doing i realized that i was kind of falling off yeah um, with that
1: so can i ask you a question yeah our so can first can we find that list and like put it up on our social media yeah yeah and then number two can you like tell us like some of the things that would be considered low vibrational and some of the things that are, are more higher yeah so
0: um stuff like you know meditating interacting with friends on a personal level stuff like that is high vibrational yeah you know again it's not totally like totally true but like smoking yeah. um porn yeah and how that affects our our actual psychological abilities to ha- be romantic with people you yeah. know i really believe like when i really started thinking about it i was like you know, this is why people are trying to replay porn scenes in the bedroom, and I'm like, oh we look ridiculous and sound crazy. God, you know what? Trying to mimic so right the shit. So because you know, porn has is so accessible. You have it on your phone. People are watching it. I know people that know Blackball two, three, four, five, and know the whole catalog. You know, so you know, I was I, for me, I was smoking a lot which i love weed i'm from california i don't think there's anything wrong with it but i needed to make sure that i had control over it and for me weed makes yeah. me very happy and which is a great thing but i need to to know that i can be actually connected to my actual feelings embracing the darkness at times and not just trying to run away from what's you know hurting me or feel like or uh, what's bothering me or whatever yeah so you know smoking watching porn having purposeless sex and i i realized when i saw this list i was like "Ooh, bitch you purposeless
1: sex did the list say purposeless sex
0: that's what i that's what i oh you
1: kind of like okay yeah. got you got you you know
0: what i mean because now for me i feel like there's nothing wrong with having sex you know um even if you're not in a relationship that's kind of what my idea was to be you know for me is to be with someone and have a great healthy relationship but until then i think Sex should be purposeful, so there should be somewhat of a connection. There should be some level of intimacy with the person. So for me, the, the whole finding someone on the dating app and having sex with a random person wasn't gonna be what I wanted for myself anymore. Right. Um, it so, doesn't
1: fulfill the purpose of that type of relationship yeah, for you. Yeah,
0: and I realized that I was doing that because I was trying to fulfill, t- trying to fulfill some level of romance. Yeah, trying to get anything that I can get. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you know, a part of it. So I, I told this this before that in my own little sick twisted way even if i was going on a dating app i would kind of curate uh, a romantic or intimate environment like is there gonna be wine do you like to kiss can we cuddle and it was like it was just un, 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 everything un, else without the depth of, exactly the, uh, the so realness. just really a, a unhealthy way of approaching it so again with all of those things happening in my life and then like losing my job i was like this is a real 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 opportunity to change some shit around you know and and right. i decided so along with the, the devotional i decided to um sustain from sex for the month uh watching porn uh and masturbation and smoking yeah and um it's been an incredible journey. Um, it's been difficult, of course, at times. It hasn't been all fucking butterflies and rainbows. Um, but for me, it was a really, really uh, important for me to really test myself and to commit to myself for something. Because I, again, sometimes when you're just in the 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 wheelhouse or the atmosphere of fuck boy fall and hot girl summer and all this, you get caught up in that shit. <laughs> Hell and especially yeah. when the app is right there and you know what I mean? Hell and yeah. then it's like in between, I'm like, so again, all these things i'm still gonna do but i it was important for me to to do these things purposefully and again we talk about moment by moment decisions how are these things that i'm doing daily actually shaping my life yeah you know what i mean really getting to that because it's like again i smoke i do certain things but if if i'm doing these on a regular it's cumulative it's cumulative exactly. you know what i mean and then when i realized that all these things together was doing more excess excessively than i'd like to i was like i have to at least see if i could do this for myself yeah so it was really important for me to do that to test myself and to really again find uh, another level of uh loving myself uh another way of really getting into like my spiritualness and what that means to me and and finding out like who i am without those things yeah you know And, and discovering all that and It's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been happy, sad, angry, mad, horny, all that stuff. But I'm just, again, so proud of myself and and being able to commit to that. You know what I mean? And it it was when we think about transition and again, making a, a, uh, a significant decision to change some shit about yourself, you know, sometimes that's really hard to be like, well, you do a lot of shit. That's not healthy and you need to change it. Accountability boots. You know what I mean? So I really had to do that and look at myself in the mirror and say, Hey, Aside from the accountability of my friends saying, hey, this is not who you say you want to be. I had to look at myself and say, hey, William, you're you're not doing you're not acting like you say who you want to be, you know. And again, that's not saying that you can't smoke or have sex, but in the in the, the capacity in which it was happening. I didn't like where I was going. Yeah. And I had to make a decision and I'm really happy that I did. Um and it's been it's it's been a, a great experience and I'm excited to see what happens past the thirty days yeah. and how I can continue to, you know, not stop and as an and, and uh, sustain from everything, but again making more purposeful decisions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And making more purposeful and having more just a bet, a different experience than i was having before so transitioning and see how that can actually you know put myself into the the trajectory of who i said i wanted to be yeah and i think like you
1: know in terms of like season changes is that this is the goal for the whole thing this is the goal for our season two is to think about this in the way that will said it just now it's more like we can always offer ourselves up you know on the accountability chopping block like i could have done this better i could have done that better but even when you're doing that process to still take the time out and say like in this way this particular aspect of my life it's not going the way that i wanted it to go Mm -hmm. and like to kind of go in and do that surgery yeah um that's like i I believe really 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 hard work and it's not easy because when you're stressed out like when you lose a job Mm -hmm. for most people that's when you start smoking a lot of yeah you're like I'm gonna stop smoking weed uh, and stop doing the things that bring me joy, so I could sit in this. Yeah, and I think like in that in and of itself is quite remarkable, yeah. and it's difficult. And I'm glad that you did it. I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah, and that at the opposites at the outside of this, when you make it through this, it's not about not doing these things exactly it's about making these things work for you exactly and not you know you know walk
0: out ahead of you exactly you and know? for me it was like learning what my triggers are outside of all that you know what makes me want to do these things what makes me mm. what makes me hop on the app so fast and not even think of the consequences yeah. and and meeting a stranger you know i'm just gonna keep it really real like and yeah. that's what was going on and it was like what is making me do that like there is a level of romance that i that i like I needed yeah. that I was willing to literally sacrifice my body for for a moment of affection yeah. because you're looking into my eyes you're kissing me you're appreciating my body you're admiring who I am in that moment and to me that was what I needed and that's what, what what and that's what, what I was going to get in that moment
1: yeah but
0: then waking up the next morning feeling unsatisfied again and yeah. then doing that shit all over again yeah. with somebody new I was like nah this is not my life this that is not and it's because that wasn't and that's the crazy thing I've always been like a hopeless romantic. That's never really. I got into like the dating app thing like later on. Like mm-hmm. this was like a new like thing for me, but I I, I got caught up in what everybody else was doing and mm-hmm. then the hot boy summer and the fuck boy fall and da da da. And again, I was having these very low moments through it all because I was realizing I was trying to fit a circle into a triangle and it was this wasn't working for me. Yeah, this wasn't what I needed to really needed, and to be able to go through this process i in turn i've found out more things that i can do more other things that make me happy i started going on more bike rides you know what i mean uh just really uh seeing the 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 gratitude all around me and the love that i'm not getting from a man i'm getting from my friends and my family and and that you know it's a different type of love but i can take that and make it work for me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's just really important to To do it for you as we say you know it's it's really hard to really sit here and say hey i don't like who i am right now it's it's, it was really hard to actually come to that moment when when i saw that post i was like whoa you're doing a lot of this and not enough of this Mm -hmm. so we need to make a u-turn and feel and see how how things could be different change something about it you know what i mean you see this this thing keep playing out for you you don't like it so what are you gonna do about it change that shut up a little bit yeah. and that's what i decided to do and again i don't know what's gonna happen after i i have this I, I play around all the time like oh my god on october 1st i'm just gonna jack off fuck smoke all day like but nah, But just mm. because but i i, I felt a, a lot of comfort in it too because even like now um i have moments where I, i'm a man i'm horny but I, I will think of something else you know yeah. and it doesn't consume me like Again, another real moment when I I found myself on these apps for hours and hours and hours leading into another day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's so much other shit that you could be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, more positive, more purposeful. So I think high vibrational things. So for me, I think... Say all that to say all that. Say I just wanted to do things, whatever it is, and be more purposeful. You know, yeah. if I'm gonna smoke, it's gonna be because I worked really hard, and it's a little treat at the end of the day. And I know it makes me happy. And I know that I like to sing when I'm high, so it's gonna be purposeful. I know that if I'm gonna have sex, I don't have to have sex with everybody. I'm not gonna be doing this dating app shit no more. But when I do have, when I do meet someone, I have a connection. I'm not gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be my. Uh, this has to be my man for me to have sex. But if I meet someone and we have a great exchange. We can have sex, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, as long as it's open and honest. It has to be purposeful from now on. And I I think that's with everything that I'm going to be doing moving forward. It just has to be purposeful in some way. It has to serve me because the other stuff wasn't. Yeah. It was was serving me in a very superficial, very small amount of timey type of way, but it wasn't big picture who I want to be not happening It wasn't doing that
1: because that's the way i feel like we have been served right like when you're just served a hashtag and it comes with these very very simple things yeah and you buy into it you'll be you'll be surprised to know how your life will reflect the times mm-hmm. that you live in you know and the and the experience is c- so colored yeah by what we're fed and you know i would say like in the season change another thing that really resonated with me was that lesson that i learned before of letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, letting go of what you thought, letting go of what you think, mm-hmm. letting go of how you feel and look at what you want your life to be
0: and design your life.
1: Design your life. And when you and when you take a look at what you want your life to be and then say like, "Well, what do i have to let go?" And, you know, in your case, i would say like i love the balance of it all and that pulling it back. It's like, "Well, what can I pull back on? What can I do more of? Yeah. What can I be doing that's more high vi- vibrational? But an overall, the overarching thing is to like let go of what you. Of how you're living what you're experiencing the things that you're holding on to because the projections of others and
0: pro- this in
1: society yeah because that's a part of the feeling of mm-hmm. being stuck yep it's because we're letting go to a lot of the things that are actually bad for us yeah. and expecting that we can hold on to these things and have a beautiful exactly. amazing life on, exactly. the, on the outside but exactly. but that's what the season the season says mm-hmm. the season says you know the seasons say rather that, you know, we experience beautiful trees and beautiful flowers during right. the season. And during the season it's cold most of the time and it's dark most of the time. It's a different experience. Yeah. And you know, metaphorically, I would just say, like, you know, it's winter. It's we're moving into the autumn winter, but for me, this is the time that I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to And you
0: hate winter. I hate winter. Well, not only because it makes you sick, literally, but Yeah,
1: it literally makes me ill. But uh, it's more so about just experiencing this new way of approaching things. Yeah, like I'm 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 here right now, and there are two text messages waiting for me from this guy, for example, that I thought was pretty cool. And for me, thought, yeah, because I'm letting it go. Like right. for me, I'm letting it go. <laughs> Sorry, boo boo, you gotta let go. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: letting it Ooh, go. This is why we not go get a mask. <laughs> I know <laughs> this is why. Like this is why your
1: ass is single because uh. But I, but I have to let it go because it's more so about they may say certain things mm-hmm. but what but well, what are you doing? what are and you doing? like you said, you the 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 vision that you have for your life, what you want to see happen for your life, what I want to see, we can speak to these things, yeah, but what matters is what you do. Mm-hmm. what matters is the vibrations in which that you continue to vibrate at on at this level, I'm here. and if I, if I'm interacting with somebody who doesn't allow me to have the type of experience that i want to have with them around intimacy around Mm -hmm. honesty around you know vulnerability then this is not the type of vibrations that i'm I'm about and it's not going to guarantee me the future that i want with a spouse i want to have kids i want to be able to get married i want to have a school i want to write books i want to have
0: movies i want to i want to do a lot aka dope (laughs) <laughs> I'm bringing that back this season because I'm going to get a shirt and everything because you are dope, bruh. Okay? I love you, brother. Thank you. Yes.
1: But, you know, I just want a lot, a lot of things and a lot of experiences and I want, like, cool people. But I love my friends. You know, I love you. I love me some Donnie. I love my friends. and I love my family. And... In those ways I don't feel like we're vibrating we're vibrating at low energies. Right. Exactly. I don't feel like social media is dictating how we engage with mm-hmm, each other. Right. And it's in that level of agency that we have for our own relationships that I find success. Yes, exactly. So I can pull you to the side and I can say, like, this is how I'm feeling. I can cry in front of you and tell you the shit that I'm going through. And you ain't here to judge me. We we exchange vulnerability, we exchange love, we We've exchange. We've the
0: ugliest freedom. moments with one another. Gross. Like
1: yeah but it's look how look but, how amazing it yeah. is and then you know on the other side i see these relationships that we're trying to foster and it's built around such superficiality that wow. I, I i just have to i have to let it go actually, i just have to
0: let i it actually go. didn't think about this but when i think about our relationship like there seemed to have always been some sense of knowingly or not, there's always been some sense of vulnerability because I don't think that we would have made it through all the shit that we've made it through mm-hmm. and not have had that. Yeah. You know I think I mean? it's because of, I mean, you know, not to say it might like be us weird. too, but I, I, cause I don't us. know. I'm always curious to know because like we've been through stuff that people never speak over, speak about, yeah. speak to ever again. whatever however you say that, but you know yeah. what I mean? And, but for some reason we've always just showed up for one another yeah. and I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, that may be a
1: combination of like our energies and our science and maybe oh, specifically yeah. what we've been through. But I, I don't think that you're, um, I don't think you cast people away. I think you're more like, let's see what's happening here. If this is, excuse me, if this is absolutely insane, then no, I'm not going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you love people and I love people too. Yeah, And I think like, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem cutting nobody off, but I didn't get that type of energy from you where you were devaluing my life or or, or not adding value to my life.
0: I actually just had a conversation with Corey, actually, because, um, and you know this, I came to this realization, my relationships with men, especially black men, and y'all need to get it together because I'm getting it together. But I felt like a lot of black men were using me. And I think that's it was it's kind of easy to tell what type of person I am because I'm so giving. I'm like, yeah, come on. I'm going to cook for you. My house is yours. Just like off the bat, that's just how I am. And one thing Corey gave me advice is like you don't have to stop leading with love, but you do have to draw healthy boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to say this is what I will and will not accept. You know what I mean? And this doesn't make me Necessarily a bitch, or maybe it does. But hey, at the end of the day, I need to protect myself. But that doesn't mean that I that I don't lead with love.
1: Right, absolutely. And you know, I I agree with Corey and you on that one hundred percent. Because I also I I'm also a romantic at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a difficult time um committing to something that I feel like that energy isn't being reciprocated. Mm and um i will cut you off based on that um just block for my,
0: you everything yes
1: from you are the block king i will block you from my R-
0: you, you even told me he was like block his ass i'm like my brother i don't really block block his ass
1: <laughs> yeah you know why because for me it's like there's an energy that yeah. comes you know for me like i don't want you to have access to all of this goodness yep. when you cuz i feel like for a lot of people i'm like this shiny thing that walks around but like i had somebody tell me on friday oh well you, i'm not ready for you because you're gonna make hold me accountable for things and you know you're intimidating and blah blah, blah. can you imagine a grown man
0: saying these that's things? that's crazy to well g- and <laughs> goodbye
1: yeah and i have this happen a lot yeah. i have a lot of men who you know I, I i feel you when you talk about like feeling used and i'm and i feel like maybe i have used in the past as well but
0: yeah, I'm sure it's. Uh, we all
1: have. We all have. Yeah. That's why you said we all need to get it together. But I would definitely say like that has been very, very traumatic. Right. It's been traumatic. Like I experienced it a very, very long time ago. I've experienced it over the years where a lot of us are so broken that we are only skilled in intimacy in the bedroom um, and not. intimate energy i'm talking about fucking like we're well versed in like how to put it in and take it out right so we do that for temporary moments like you mentioned of satisfaction not rooted in anything else and all the other things we will actually lie about so that we can get access to that one thing that we're used to and i love i'm gonna tell you like this i love like a chocolate bearded me too Tall well, black man. Well, maybe
0: not a beard. He doesn't have to have a beard,
1: but well, I mean, you know, right now yeah. the fat is the beards, and I like that. I like mm-hmm. it. And but what I realize is that, in my experience, it just does not work. The barrage of like colorism that come from men like that. Um, chocolate
0: don't like chocolate. Yeah, it's very that like, don't make no sense. A lot of colorist
1: energy. A lot of knowing that you know we're we're priority one number right now. So you know that kind of energy. I'm just like, it's disgusting. Yeah. So for me, I've just kind of like pulled back a lot from even the things that I like. I said, I'm going to let this go for right now. Whatever is for me is for me. Right. But that that there's just like a, a whole culture that is out here yeah. that to me is like, I, sometimes I want to participate. Like you say, we get hot. We want to do whatever it is that we want to do. But I'm willing to take the L. I'm willing to take to have the sacrifice. Exactly. And, and, well, I mean, I've been single for so long. It's like to continue to do that. So that I can have freedom, yeah. freedom to say like, "This is not what I want." I don't want to get a text message from you after you finish liking everybody's photo, right? Or after you finished. No, what I'm looking for is a certain level of intimacy, a certain level of exchange and dedication. Right on OKCupid, not on, yeah on like OKCupid, you have to answer a shitload of questions. I haven't. I, I'm still on there, but I answered those questions years ago, and. One of the questions is is like, what do you look for? Passion and dedication. And I thought about that, and I actually wrote like a little very long spiel about it.
0: You're like, uh, this is a dedication dual is most important
1: to me because you know, like that right. shit. But what? But I realized in the process that is an element that we're missing: consistency, dedication, mm-hmm. um, honesty. monogamy, honesty. A lot of those things have been being pulled out and mm-hmm. sucked out of the dating conversation, right?
0: Especially when you think of it, mostly being. The 60% online or more. Yeah,
1: yeah, because autonomy comes to the table. Like, you don't necessarily have to know who I am. I don't have to be, like, forthright and honest about these things. It's you ch- you gross. test out the goodies before you test out, you know, a simple line of questioning. Like, what's your last name? Like, you know, we'll fuck before we do those kinds of things. Yes. And I think, like, cumulatively what it, what it results in is... uh, a toxic environment of dating which congratulates certain people and it really really steps on the necks of a lot of other people Mm -hmm. especially if you consider yourself to be a hopeless romantic and that's why you say you know i think women are bred to be hopeless romantics and it would make sense that it would give birth to something like hot girl summer it's
0: like you always talk about the uh like the pendulum swinging back and like just the repercussions of it being like that so long it's like it's coming back like a tsunami it is and i will say that like i completely get it
1: i completely get it like sitting back and watching you know because i think well i'm at an age where now it's like family is important Mm -hmm. if you're a woman and you're in your 30s your early 30s mid 30s you're thinking about having a child Mm -hmm. because you don't you want to have like a a, your child at a certain age Mm -hmm. so i think like naturally we're feeling certain things right and our culture is fighting against Against those natural urges to be paired or to, um, because you're always going to want to fuck. We've wanted to fuck since we were teenagers. But now it's like, well, there has to be more. Fuck with some purpose. You know, fucking with some purpose. And then also the other side of this whole thing is that with the season change, you have to think, like, if I want a family, if I want a home, if I want a career, it is beneficial to have a, two, a, a, a home with two incomes. It's beneficial to have, you know, somebody being able to take care of this and somebody else being taken right. care of that. And our counterparts, because right now I'm talking to black folk, our counterparts, white people, Asian people, all of these other people. The interesting thing is, is that when it comes from a cultural perspective, it does become about pairing. It does become about being economically um, savvy right. and um, wanting to create a partnership with somebody that has long term benefits. Right. And for us, we're cutting ourselves out off at the knees. Um. And I, I look at that over and over again, and I think like you know, it's up to us to decide what we want and yep. how this next season is going to be, and you know what we're going to be letting go. Yes. And I'm pretty clear for me about these very specific things, and you know, overall, like. Once again, for season two, I want to be able to kind of hone in on each of these like individual things that come up as... Difficult moments for us in our process to get that career that we want right. to get to, to get that relationship that mm-hmm. we want to get to, to have that life that we want to experience. Have. Yeah. yeah, and hone in on those pillars. Yeah, I agree. That's the goal. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh my too. gosh, brother! Yes, I love you so much. I love you too. Well,
0: I think we're we're an hour and thirty in.
1: That's pretty damn good. Yes, I feel like we could talk so much more, but that's good because now we know that like we're kicking it off with some really really positive energy. Yes. But the tea is, is that we already know what's in store. We've already yes. like, had an episode it in just the bucket. We got
0: editorial calendars. Okay. okay.
1: We are coming. And yes. these conversations are just going to be amazing and dynamic. The energy on it is is great. Yes. And we're not going to tell you what we're talking about now because we want to give you something to look forward to. Right. and
0: And to anyone and everyone who's listening out there. Let us know what you guys want to talk about. True. Let us know what you're going through. Let us know some of the things that are happening in your life. and because again we can't stress this enough, a lot of us suffer in silence. A lot of us have this very magical way of thinking that every that that thing is only happening only that it's only happening to us right So that is one of the reasons why we have this to be able to have this platform to, be vulnerable express vulnerability and all the experiences again i'm gonna be talking about shit we gonna talk about shit that is not the prettiest it's not always about being perfect and Mm-mm. pc it's about real life shit it's Mm-mm. about really getting in and really digging up some of this shit and really f- helping each other do it on our own yeah you know before it's too late before exactly. it gets you know i'm i'm really trying to be proactive now i think that's Instead the goal season two is very much proactive instead of reactive it's like a lot of times something happens and then you have to think about it Absolutely. something happens then you have to reflect on it it's like let's start thinking about this real life shit that happens all the time before it manifests and becomes this old peachy dish of negative unhealthy emotions
1: exactly that spills out all over your life yes right so you know We love y'all.
0: We love y'all. Season two, full of facts. Holla. So, you know what we say here. You know our mantra. Yes, take a little
1: time to get to know yourself. Take no motherfucking shit. And take no days days
0: off. off. We love you. We love you. We love you. Season two. We're so excited. Peace Peace out. No days off.